and uh, I haven't been here since it was uh, since it was newly done, so a bit nervous. Uh, you know, I've never driven this one before, and um, but uh, looking forward to uh, having a great morning with you all. And uh, thank you so much, uh, Pastor James, for inviting me. Uh, I'll try to figure out how many times I've actually preached at this church, and I figured out this is actually my tenth anniversary of preaching at Port City, uh, and uh, so wonderful. And actually, it was almost exactly 10 years till the flood happened as well, when our house got flooded. So a lot of interesting things happened around that time. Uh, and, uh, you know, and uh, God used you to bless me over these last 10 years. So, so wonderful to be here. Uh, for those of you who don't know who I am, my name's Ben Naitoko. Uh, and no, it's not Japanese. Uh, some people think my surname's Japanese, you know. Naitoko sounds like Tokyo. Uh, and actually not. Uh, half Tongan, half Australian. And uh, I think I see a few Polynesians here today, actually, which is wonderful. So, uh, so yeah, so, so awesome to be with you. And uh, I just know that uh, whenever we get around God's Word, God's going to do something awesome. And uh, I also want to bring greetings to you uh, from your holiday church on the Gold Coast. Uh, and it's called King's Church on the Gold Coast. And uh, we've actually got a couple of campuses there. So if you're down on the Gold Coast uh, and decide to go to church on your holidays, uh, I'd be... Highly offended if someone from Port City was on the Gold Coast didn't come and visit us at Kings and uh, and uh, and wherever you go you know take the kids there because we've got jumping pillows jumping castles coffee and all that sort of thing you'll have a great time so uh, yeah praise God in fact I remember one time a couple of years ago at church I had someone came up to me they said Pastor Ben uh, just let you know I'm from Gladstone. Uh, and you said that when we're here we're supposed to come to church so just check it in with you uh, and I said. Fantastic, praise God. So, uh, so yeah, wonderful. Anyway, uh, today I want to share a thought with you out of Matthew chapter 14. Uh, it's from verses 22 to 31. Matthew 14, 22 to 31. I'll read it to you uh, out of the New, New King James Version of the Bible. Uh, it's a very well-known passage of Scripture. And it says this, Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's you... Command me to come to you on the water. So Jesus said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word today. I ask and pray that you help us to be people who are able to walk on water. Thank you and praise you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. This is a very well-known passage of Scripture, and it's the time when Peter walked on the water to go to Jesus. I actually think in some ways Peter gets a bit of a bad rep for this passage of Scripture because people always talk about how he didn't complete the task. But we do know that for actually for a little while, he actually walked on the water to go to Jesus. Now, that's not possible. You shouldn't be able to do that. But who knows that in life as a Christian, there are times when God, asks, God will ask us to do things that are impossible. 
The Christian life is not supposed to be all safe and everything under my control and I will just do what's within my capacity. We serve an all-powerful God who from time to time will cause us to do things that are unthinkable. He will cause us to do things that are impossible. He will cause us to do things that in the natural we wouldn't otherwise do. We're a supernatural people. And there are times He will cause us to do those kinds of things. We talk about it in Pentecostals, the stepping out in faith. There are times He calls us to step out in faith. When you're stepping out of faith, you're stepping out into doing something that unless God were with you, you would actually fail. But He's going to cause you to succeed. And in the same way, God will cause that will occasionally throughout our lives, if you serve the Lord, there will be times when He calls you to do something that in the natural, you can't do yourself. And so I want to talk to you today about four keys to walking on water from this passage of Scripture. Whenever God calls you to do something that you can't do, that's not in your ability, that you're unable to do, I want you to think about these things, that there are times that we, we can, lessons we can learn here from Peter about some keys to walking on the water. I know myself, there's been a number of times over the years that there's been seasons where I've done things where literally, if God was not in it, it would absolutely fail. And yet God can see us through and take us through to the other side. And so I want to talk to you today about, from this passage of Scripture, four keys to walking on water, four keys to doing the impossible. The first thing is this. It says in Matthew 14, 17 to 29, But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. So Jesus said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. The first thing you need if you're going to do something miraculous, the first thing if you need if you're going to do something that you would otherwise fail at, the number one, you actually need to get a word from God. The only reason he was able to walk on the water was because God gave him a word. If he did not get a word, he would be unable to walk on the water. When God gives you a promise and when God gives you a word, that's the guarantee of success. Because all you need is a word from God in order to do the miraculous. In fact, that's even how God created the earth. The Bible says that in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, that in the beginning, uh, you know, uh, in the beginning God spoke and said, let there be light, and there was light. And yet it wasn't until the fourth day that he created the greater and the lesser lights. So watch this. He made light on the first day, but he didn't create the sun till the fourth day. Now that's not possible. That can't happen. But it doesn't matter if it's not possible. When God says something, it's going to come to pass. That's why the Bible says God cannot lie. It doesn't say he will not lie. It doesn't say he's got so much integrity he can't bring himself to lie. No, no, it's more powerful than that. He can't lie. Why? Because when he says something, it's going to come to pass. If God was here today and he said, oh, holy cow, there'd be a holy cow. Because when he says something... It's got to come to pass. And when God gives you a word, that's a guarantee of success. That's why sometimes we need to be careful. If you're going to step out and do something that's completely supernatural, you actually need God to affirm and tell you how to actually do it. Because otherwise you can step out in what we call presumption. You know, um, many years ago, uh, I used to run a conference uh, in Mackay called Extreme Youth Conference. Uh, and I know your youth has been going to that uh, for many years. And... And I remember in the early years of the conference, uh, during one of the breaks in the afternoon, 
uh, there was a group actually from Yapoon uh, that were hanging around a, a, a lake nearby called the Goose Ponds. And so they were there and there was a bunch of other kids from the community that were, you know, nearby. And so one of the boys decides, I'm going to go and share my faith with these kids. And so he started sharing his faith with the kids. And, and they said to him, they said, oh, look, they said, oh, we don't believe all this stuff, you know. And, and he said, look, what would it take for you to believe in Jesus? And they're standing at the goose ponds. And the kid said, all right, walk on the water. If you walk on the water, I'll believe in Jesus. So my friend said, right. <laughs> he fires himself up. Okay, God, I've got to walk on the water. And so he starts walking. Plop, sinks right down to the bottom. <laughs> he comes up. The kids were laughing at him. And the kid said, oh, man. If you believe in God that much, I'll come to the conference. Uh, and I was ta talking to that young man later, and he said, I don't get it. Why I didn't have enough faith. Why is it that Peter was able to walk on the water and I wasn't? I said, no, mate. It's not that you didn't have enough faith. It's that you didn't have a word. Get a word from God. If God's calling you to do something supernatural, I've seen people try and fail at things that God didn't actually tell them to do. They had the desire, it's something they wanted to do, but they needed God with them. You've got to get a word from God. That's why it's so important as Christians, you'll never walk in the miraculous if you never spend time with the Lord. You'll never walk in the miraculous if you never spend time in God's word. Because that is actually the key for us to actually live by faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And if you want to do something supernatural and miraculous, it's not hype, it's not motivation, it's not pumping yourself up. You need to get a word from God. He said, Lord, if it's you, give me a word. If you give me a word, then I know I can do it. And then Jesus said, come. And he was able to walk on the water. I know I'm getting a bit excited for the 8.30. The second thing is this. It says in Matthew 14, 29, so Jesus said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Notice this. It wasn't like Peter said, Lord, if it's you, bid me come. Jesus says, come. Peter turns to the other disciples. Okay, boys, you heard him. Let's go. The other boys would be standing back saying, uh, uh, uh. He wasn't talking to us, mate. He was talking to you. That was a word for you, not actually a word for us. If Peter needed all their support, he would never have walked on the water. If Peter needed them to back him up, he never would have been able to step out in the miraculous. And I have found many, many times in my life that at some point when you're stepping out and walking on the water, you have to be willing to go it alone. You have to be willing to go it alone. That there are times God will speak to you and you've just got to start moving. God will start speaking to you and then you've got to start going. I know myself, even as a Christian leader, there are times I just have to spearhead something that I can wait around and wait for other people, but then I've realized, no, 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 I'm the one God spoke to. I've got to actually spearhead it. And then I find other people come in behind it a little bit later on. In the same way, if God is calling you to do something, he, and it's something miraculous, if you're the person with the word, 
then he's calling you to step out and to actually walk on the water and be willing to go it alone. There are times when we have, um, you know, in our, in our church, we have a number of campuses and, and we try and give as much support as we can to the leaders who actually run it. But every time they step out and do something, they know it's an actually a faith step for them. That we're there to give them a lot of support, but they've got to be willing to actually step out and walk on the water. And in the same way, maybe God has been speaking to you about stepping out into an area, about doing something, and it's kind of like, well, if I'm going to do this, I need them to do this and them to do this. But sometimes, you know what? You've just got to be willing to step out and actually go it alone. This was actually a word God gave me when I moved from, uh, I became a Christian in Melbourne, I grew up in Melbourne, became a Christian and a whole, had a whole lot of mates around me who I really needed to help me and support me to actually live the Christian life. But then at one point God spoke to me and he said, I want you to go to Bible college in Sydney. I didn't want to go to Bible college in Sydney. I said, I don't even like Sydney. I said, I'm from Melbourne. We hate Sydney. I said, I don't want to go to Sydney. And, uh, and, and also, what about my mates? I need my mates. I need my mates to help me live the Christian walk. And God said, no, 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 I'm going to teach you how to live the Christian walk without the support of your mates. And so I was talking to people and they're saying to me, you know, um, you know, why are you going up there? You could do it here in Melbourne. I said, I just feel God telling me that I've got to go. And I had to be willing to step out of the boat, go by myself, move to Sydney away from my support network to pursue the call of God. Well, in hindsight, one of the greatest decisions I ever made in my life. I'm convinced I would not be here today if I wasn't willing to step out of the boat by myself and actually go it alone. When God gives you a word, sometimes you've just got to step out, you've got to muscle up, and you've got to step out and do what God has called you to do. We need to be willing to go it alone. The third thing he says is this. The third key to walking on water. Matthew 14, 29, it says, So Jesus said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. So Peter sees Jesus walking on the water, says, Lord, if it's you, bid me come. He's saying, Lord, if it's you, give me a word. So Jesus gave him a word, one word. Come. If I was Peter, I'd be standing there saying, and what else is going to happen? Is it going to turn into a glacier? A dolphin's going to come past and I'm going to step on them? What's going to happen? Give me more information. No more information. Have you ever noticed when God calls you to do something, He's light on information and high on obedience. <laughs> Have you ever noticed he doesn't give you the full plan? Have you ever noticed that there are times when the plan of God actually unfolds? That actually until you start moving, nothing actually starts happening? So if Peter needed more information, he never would have walked on the water. He had one word, that's all he had. But that's all he needed in order to do what God had called him to do. So the third key, if you want to walk on the water, is actually get going. Start moving. Start doing something. I, the cla most classic time for this in my life was when I started a Bible college. started a Bible college in Melbourne, sorry, in Brisbane. Uh, it was called Planet Shakers College. And so was moving down from Mackay. And the funny thing was when I was praying about going, 
this whole story was what God spoke to me about in order to go down. And so I remember at the time, uh, I'd not officially moved to Brisbane yet. I'd just finished up at my church in Melbourne. I'm oh, sorry, in Mackay. Gosh, Melbourne on the brain. Uh, and so I went down uh, on a Sunday afternoon to join a Youth Alive team that was going to go up the coast uh, and come up the coast to Queensland and do meetings every night and so and some rallies. I did, wasn't told I was doing anything. I was just tagging along with the rest of the team. And so I flew down on the Sunday afternoon, got picked up at the airport and went to the church where I was going to be based to start this Bible college. The church service had already started. And I walk into the foyer. The foyer doors were open. As I walked in, the senior pastor was doing announcements, saw me walk into the foyer, and he said, oh, here he is now. <laughs> pastor Ben Toko, come up on stage. I walk up on stage, hundreds of people there. And he says, uh, so, as I was saying, our Bible college was starting called Planet Takers College, starting next year. The principal, Ben Naitoko, is here. If you, have any inf- if you want to know any information about the Bible college, see Pastor Ben after the service. I'm like, I don't even know any information. <laughs> I was looking on the seats, and I noticed that on the seats was a uh, flyer, Planet Takers College, my photo on it, and my private mobile number on that. And so, I'm like, we hadn't even talked about what we were going to do. And so I go out in the foyer and I had all these people come up to me. Said, oh, Pastor Ben, so excited about the college. I said, same here. (laughs) They said, what's it going to be like? I said, it's going to be amazing. It's going to change your life. And they said, oh, well, you know, so what are the fees, the timetable? I said, listen, uh, we're just working that out now. And then this word dropped into my mind called prospectus. And I said, um, we're coming, to get, coming up with a prospectus. Um, here's a piece of pen and a paper. Uh, write your name down there, and as soon as the prospectus is completed, we're actually going to send it out to you. And I'm thinking, I have no idea uh, what I'm actually doing. And then from then, I went on the Youth Alive tour. I've been on the Youth Alive tour at night. They're doing rallies. I'm sitting down the back of the auditorium on the first night. The first rally was being held at Harvey Bay, and there was announcements, Youth Alive announcements. And they said, one of our sponsors, Planet Shakers College, Brisbane. Uh, if you want more information after the service, go to the Planet Shakers College stand in the foyer. I said, stand? I don't even have a stand. So I walked over. I pushed compassion to one side. I pushed alpha to the other. I stood in the middle. I had a piece of paper and a pen. And then afterwards, people would come up to me. And they'd say, oh, Pastor Ben, just want to talk to you about the college. What's it going to be like? I said, it's going to change your life. It's going to be incredible. And the whole week we did, and we were walking on water the entire time. And it was like very little information. It was so funny. We would do interviews with students. I remember the very first year, interviews with students who were actually joining uh, the college. And we would sit down with them, and I'd act all principal-ish. And, uh, and I would say, right, uh, now why do you want to come to the Bible college? You know, And they're a bit nervous because they think, that, you know, they had to have this real strategic plan as to why they're coming to college. Some of them, remember one guy came to college two weeks late, uh, and uh, but that was because he couldn't get into the army, so he decided to do something else. Came into our Bible college. I remember thinking to myself, I'm not going to let this guy in. Then I thought, we need the money. So I let him in. Now he's actually running Wayne Alcorn's Bible college <laughs> all these years later. And you'd sit down with the students and you'd say to them, so uh, why is it that you want to come to Planet Shakers College? And they look at you all sheepish. And they're like, I don't know. 
God just told me to come. And I said, me too. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to get going. That Bible college is still running today. Hundreds and hundreds of students have come through it. Many, many pastors are coming through it. In fact, just the other day, I got a photo. There was a Bible college principal meeting in Brisbane. Three of the guys were graduates of our college. And so they took a photo and sent it to me. And every single one of them, one guy was a guy who came after two weeks. And he, um, and I nearly one, he's right now running Wayne Elkhorn's college. The other guy who came, who was one of those, was a guy that God told me to make the college captain, made him college captain. He was the worst college captain would ever had. I didn't even know if he was properly saved. <laughs> now he runs a big Bible college in Brisbane uh, for Glory City Church. And then there's another girl, a Salvation Army girl, who was actually going to quit, hated the Bible college. She now runs the same Bible college that she was actually going to quit from. And it all just started. People say to me, how'd you do it, man? What was your strategy? How'd you make it happen? What was the plan? He just said, come. And we got going. And things started unfolding. You know, St. Augustine, one of the early church fathers, he says, understanding is the reward of faith. You know what that means? It makes sense later. Don't always make sense now. Come. That's it. Some of you are waiting for another word. I'll give you another word. No more words. He gave you one. What are you doing with the one he gave you? You got to get going. And the last thing is this. It says in Matthew 14, 29. So Jesus said, come. When Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Jesus wasn't tricking him. It wasn't like Jesus was walking on the water and Peter yells out to him, Lord, if that's you, bid me come. Jesus didn't step back, talk to some of the angels. <laughs> Who does this guy think he is? Thinks he's God or something. Hey, let's play a trick on him. All right, Pete, come. Watch this, turkey. He steps off, sinks to the bottom. Jesus like, ha, gotcha. Have you noticed that Jesus isn't an Aussie? He's not playing a trick on him. If God is calling you to do something out of your comfort zone, get ready to succeed. I'll just tell you straight up, number one default principle of my life, if God calls you to do something, you're going to win. Now, how it's going to happen, don't know. Sometimes makes sense later. Sometimes hit a few potholes. Sometimes have to figure some things out along the way. But the default position is this. We serve a good God who cannot lie. When he tells you to do something, he's not trying to teach you a lesson. He's actually calling us to actually succeed. That's why sometimes 
we think to ourselves, you know, I don't want to do this. What if I fail and that sort of thing? That's why some people say the word faith is spelled R-I-S-K, which is risk. But you have it deep in your heart, no, God has called me to succeed. We became senior pastors of a church three years ago. And um, I'd, I'd sensed some things were a bit off. And people weren't really telling me things properly, you know. And I remember when I first got the job, search committee said, and, and I would meet pastors, and they're all saying, Ben, we hope you get it. And I'm like, why are they hoping I get it? What's going on? And I remember I got the job, and they said, okay, pastor, congratulations, you got the job. A couple of things you need to know. Uh, number one, uh, that uh, church has lost $600,000, don't know where it is. Uh, number two, uh, two months away from insolvency. Number three, there's two lawsuits sitting on the desk waiting to be dealt with. Uh, welcome, congratulations. Uh, uh, I got there, there was church splits in operation. Uh, walk around the foyer, people talk behind their hands and look at me funny. And you think to yourself, this is crazy, all this stuff, all this crazy stuff happening and that sort of thing. The whole time you're thinking to you, there was division all across the church. Very, very toxic, very, very hard. And you go in there and there's a part of you that thinks, how on earth can this thing survive? But I'm glad that having been 20 years in ministry, you learn early on, if God calls you to do something, he calls you to win. And so fast forward three and a half years later, church is now debt free, quite a lot of money in the bank. Church has doubled in attendance now since we took over. And God is doing great things when you're in a situation and you're having moments like, can this thing survive? But if he tells you to do something that should fail, he's actually going to get you to succeed. And so some people here, you're in a situation right now, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if this happens? If God gives you a word, then just have that default mechanism conviction that when I do what God tells me to do, even if it doesn't make sense, we're going to succeed. The funny thing is this, and this is the thing that tripped up Peter later. He stepped out and walked on the water and the winds and the waves didn't die down. Sometimes we think, if I step out and do what God calls me to do, instantly everything is calm. But actually, clearly, the winds and the waves got worse. And they only stopped when he actually stopped walking on the water. Sometimes when you step out in faith and you do something God's called you to do, sometimes initially it gets worse. And that's not a time or a sign that you've done the wrong thing. You need to keep walking, hold your nerve, hang on to that word, Keep your eyes on Jesus and have the attitude that eventually we're going to make it through the other side. And I wasn't going to say that bit today, but I feel there's somebody here, you're saying, yeah, Ben, I did it. I stepped out. I walked on the water. I did what you said, and now it's getting worse. Well, just hold your nerve and keep on walking. And eventually you'll make it the other side. The Christian life is not safe. I wish it was. When I was a kid, I used to read the Narnia novels. 
And it talked about Aslan and C.S. Lewis modeled Aslan on Jesus Christ. And someone was talking about Aslan, Aslan the lion. And they said, Aslan, he's a lion. Is he a safe lion? Safe? Of course he's not safe. But he's good. Let me tell you about the Christian life, people. Safe? Of course it's not safe. But it's good. Amen? And you can do incredible things with the Lord who's calling you to walk on the water. And I don't know who I'm talking to today, but maybe you're in this place and you're saying, Ben, I feel a conviction right now. There's something God has told me to do and I feel like I need to get going and step out, but I'm nervous. If that is you, I want to pray for you. You know, faith in many ways is starting. Faith in many ways is getting moving. And I want to pray over you right now if that's who you, how you're feeling. So can I ask you to just close your eyes and bow your heads. Worship team, will you come? And if you're in this place and you're saying, Ben, that's me. That's how I'm feeling. I feel like God's calling me and calling me to step out into something. And uh, it doesn't make sense. I don't have a whole lot of information. It's risky. If that's you, I want to pray for you. Pray that God will fill you with the conviction on the inside that you need. So if that's you, right where you are, just slip up your hand and say, that's me. Ben, that's how I'm feeling right now. I feel like I've got to step out of something that's risky. Walk with something I shouldn't be able to do. If that is you, slip up your hand. I'm going to pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for these people with their hands raised. And I thank you, Lord, that you're going to enable them to step out and do what you've called them to do. Lord, I thank you that as you've given them that word, that word is a guarantee of success. And I just pray that you help them to continue to walk by faith. Lord, I notice that Peter didn't leap by faith. It's not like he jumped from the boat straight into your arms. He had to walk the journey. Each step a step of faith. Each step a risk. Each step needing your word to uphold him. But I thank you, Lord, that if you give us that word, we can walk by faith and not by sight. I thank you, and I praise you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a hand of praise. He's awesome. Thank you. Father, we just thank you for the incredible uh, truth and reality that God, Lord, it's really easy to stay put sometimes. It's really easy just to be comfortable. But Lord, I just sense that you would just call us out. I just sense you'd call us out into something more than we've ever done before. Father, whether that's for individuals this morning, whatever that may be, but Lord, maybe it's a church. And I just pray, God, help us not just to settle, but help us to be, Father, stirred afresh. Firstly, for our passion for you, Father, your purposes and all that you've got. Father, we thank you. There's much, much more to be done. You know, as we're here this morning, I was just very aware that maybe you're here. And, and, and the truth is, is that the stepping out of the boat for you right now would be to actually uh, say yes to Jesus. Just to say yes to Jesus Christ. Maybe for the very first time. You've never done that. 
maybe um, the truth is is that uh, um, you've kind of come to church, you've kind of read a bit of the Bible, or you've kind of got some knowledge. But you know what the Bible actually says is that there comes a moment, a conviction, that we actually need to come and confess Him with our mouth and believe in our heart, the Lord Jesus Christ. And it then says we can be this wonderful thing called saved. <laughs> you might say, saved from what? Well, saved, number one, from a life of destruction. Number two, saved from hell. But Jesus, if you're in that situation, maybe today the truth is, is that you just know that you've kind of needed again. Maybe say yes to Jesus. Um, I want to give you that opportunity this morning. It's the best decision. And it's stepping out a bit. And you're not quite sure about it. You're not quite sure if the water's going to hold you up. Or you're not quite sure the situation of the future. I tell you what, what Ben preached this morning. The truth is, is that when you step out, you're not sure. But what you can be sure is that God's got your future. He's got your future. Even though you might not know it. So could we just close our eyes for a moment. Give each other just a moment of, of, um, of uh, privacy. And let me ask, if you this morning need to say yes to Jesus Christ, either for the first time or again, I'd just love to pray a prayer with you this morning. Uh, it's a very simple prayer, but I'd love you just to raise your hand. I'll see that hand, and you can put it straight back down again, and we'll, and we'll just pray. Is there anybody this morning just needs to say yes to Jesus? Maybe, maybe you're a young person here and, and never said yes to Jesus, but you know you need to. For the first time, because maybe your parents are Christians, but you need to own it yourself. I don't know. Maybe that's your situation. Is there anyone this morning? Just lift your hand. It's the greatest decision you can make. It's a wonderful decision. Maybe you're a person who's traditionally come to church, but never actually confessed Jesus as Lord. And you need to say yes this morning. The Bible says if you confess Him before um, people on earth, he, Jesus will confess you before my father. In other words, he'll say, yeah, that's my child. <laughs> Anybody this morning? Just one more opportunity. Thank you, sir. Thank you, young man. Thank you this morning. You can put your hand down again. We're going to pray. That's wonderful. I see that hand. I see those hands. I'll just wait another moment and then we'll close and we'll pray. Okay. Can, can we all together, just to support those two um, people today have just responded to Jesus. Can we just together pray a simple prayer? I will really make it easy. I just ask you to repeat it after me. It's really simple like that. And But you've got to make it your own, haven't you? So how about we just pray and support those people who put their hand up this morning and all of us do this. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you this morning just as I am. And I thank you that you said Jesus Christ who died on a cross to take my sin. Right now, I receive that love. I receive what Jesus Christ has done for me. And I accept Him into my life. I thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for me today. And I confess with my mouth, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe in my heart that I am saved and a child of God. In Jesus' name. Amen? Come on. How about we give the Lord just a hand this morning? Because all heaven rejoices when people respond to Christ. Come on. Come on. How about we sing? What have we got?